Well, today is May 6th, May 6th, 2019, the day before Cliff McKenzie turns 77 years old. He's about to do an inhaler, and I don't know what that abuse, what is that? Some sort of... Okay, all right. (coughs) So... 77 is a lucky year. It's... I'm going to pull 11, so... So 7, um... Oh, I see. Like, because it's supposed to be 11's a lucky number in, like, China, so mm-hmm. it's a multiple 11. So oh! So 77 is a lucky year. Yeah. Okay. Or, or well, two. that's good. Um, so, Dad, what do you think about um, being 77 years old? I can hardly wait to be 100. <laughs> I know that's funny. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of mortality tables. Okay. And it used to be, a, if you were born in uh, 1900, the average ex- life expectancy was 50 years old. Wow. So um, today I think it's my age, 77, 78, somewhere around that, that age. So I'm right near that. Maybe it might be 80. Mm-hmm. Know. But they say every year you live, you live longer because you you, you cut it in half, you know, like you're 77. Every year you live, you, you live longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In other words, if you look at the chart right now, you, you you might die at 77, the mortality chart. You look at the mortality chart and you're alive at 77, it might say 80. You follow me? Okay. You, you with me? The longer you live, the longer you live. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Right. So I'm, I'm not one of those statistics yet. So I'm lying here in the hospital bed, and I'm looking at my last days. We just had a visit with a doctor who was uh, a really nice gentleman and beautifully explained my last stages of life, from where I'm at now to where I'm going to be. I have severe COPD and congestive heart failure, and this is the fourth time I've been in the hospital in the last two to three months. So the chances of me making more frequent hospital trips and surviving are pretty low. Right. So anyway, I'm here trying to recapture my life and pass on knowledge to anyone that's interested on what life is worth living now. As I have explained to all of my family, and all well here, my wife is here, and my uh, grandson and my daughter, and and I have uh, a couple of other grandsons and another daughter, and two sons-in-laws. But the big deal in life, I've I've always felt, is a mission. What is your mission in life? My first real mission in life was to kill people when I joined the Marine Corps. Because the purpose of being a Marine is to go in and kill more people than people trying to kill you, killing you, so that you come out with. That's the essence of war. You know, so I wanted to be a warrior. But I wanted to kill people to protect other people. So my mission was to uh, be a protector, a sentinel a guardian, 
Now, in, in an odd way, everyone who's worth their salt has a mission to protect people. A mother protects a child, a father protects the family, a son protects the brother, the sister, the, 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 the many people as possible. A doctor protects the health. Uh, a, a, a leader of a country protects the sovereignty of that country and the safety and security of the people, if they're good. If they're bad, they do evil things, you know, they, they destroy things. So my idea of a good person is a person who can look within themselves and say, do I have a mission, A? Is that mission to protect other people? Yes. And in the process of protecting other people, can I do the least harm? And if that answer is yes, you're on the path to a good life. You don't have to be uh, a college graduate. You don't have to be born in a rich family. You don't have to be Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful to ask those questions. Those questions are fundamental human value questions that need to be asked and answered almost on a daily basis. Because every day we're challenged by our mission. You know, am I doing something to protect others? And then am I doing it in an unharmful way? Yeah. Now that means that you could run a hedge fund and make a billion dollars and still be an okay person. You don't have to be a bad person, you know. You could be a person feeding the homeless and you're, you're doing the, the, the thing not any better than someone making a billion dollars because the person who's making a billion dollars has to do something. He has to or she has to help other people make money. And if the other people are making money, then other people are being able to buy things and, and develop their way of life. So in the mission that I'm at, in my dying breaths, is trying to remind myself that the best thing anyone can do for another person when they shake their hand in the morning or in the afternoon and they say, how are you? Just don't say, how are you? Say, what's your mission today? And all of a sudden, humanity is not going to bullshit each other. So, oh, I'm doing fine, you know, or everything's terrible. And they say, they say, wait a minute, you're asking me what my mission today is. You mean, you're asking me to tell you why I'm a human being? Why I'm here on this earth? What my purpose is? What my dedication is? What my objective is? You're asking me that question here on the street with the sun shining? What the hell's the matter with you? You see, we, we, we live our whole lives in this disguise of pretending a lot of things except one thing, our mission. We don't think about our mission. And our mission is a combination of what we want and what others want. If I ask you what your mission is, what's your natural response? To ask me what my mission is. And if we both tell each other our missions, we might learn something extraordinary about each other. So when you go about your way today, you walk up to the next person you see on the street, or you 
friend, you say, hi, what's your mission? <coughs> That's an idea.